Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Chipmunk speed. DIY if money. somebody's listening on DIY one money. and a half or two X, that just freaked listen, them out. How, who, how, why do you listen to podcasts at one and a half or two I X? I can't listen to one X. Why not? It's so slow. Oh my gosh. Anybody who's listening to us on one and a half X right now or two X, email and tell us how bad it is at one X. Let us know if you do. I'd like, be very curious how I've many I've done people... it so long now that if I switch to one X now, it sounds... Terrible. So what do you do when your wife like n- has a normal conversation with you at dinner? Do you I say, just hurry like, up. Come on, come on, come on, get <laughs> yeah, to the it's, point. It's great. Oh, yeah, that's good. She it's loves good it. for marriage. All right, uh, I'm going to shift gears. Haven't talked about this in a while, but I got a very nice email. Look at this. We have uh, the book, DIY Money, which is, uh, I, I didn't jump the price, but it's now it's $9.99. It was like $3.99 or $4.99. That Amazon algos? I don't know. But Bezos it's, it, needed money they, for his they rocket added fuel? It to the, uh, uh, they added it to the, like if you pay for a service or something, like Amazon, I don't know, Prime Plus or yeah, something? Yeah, we're definitely optimizing this, aren't we? Well, I don't know. I mean, listen, I have no idea. I just know that we get, you know, people buy it on occasion, but I get very nice comments. So, And the Emmy goes to... This is a... this Look, it doesn't look all that uh, in depth because it's not, you know, I, it drives me nuts when you buy a book and the first four chapters tell you why you should read the book and why you bought the book. You just like get, get to the point. So I got to the point and this is a great opportunity to, if you are looking at getting on a budget, starting a budget and it's infused, of course, I couldn't write it without some motivational aspects and sort of some, you know, things to think about, but you can check that out. Check out DIY money, the book, uh, on Amazon. And uh, again, I think it's, I thought it was like three, that book this book is personal finance 2x compared to normal personal finance books. Wow. It doesn't have all the fluff. This was the greatest book that I'd ever read. There you go. That's like listening oh, to your that, podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, and I'm going to have been encouraged to do a reading of it, to do it on Audible. So I will do that. And then I'd be curious to see who listens to that in one. And a half will it be dramatized? Oh, or I just will like... absolutely dramatize it for sure. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Maybe I'll have Jordan put sound effects in there as well. That'd be awesome. Be like, I was explosions. out running and it'll be like, like, get out of the road. Anyways, all right, let's go. It's going downhill. We got, yeah, it is. We got a yeah, very interesting question today. Uh, I got this question a while back. I thought I was going to wait for election season, but I just oh, thought, you giving you know, it away. Because I prepped. I prepped ahead of time. Huh. All right, but I forgot the name of the, the gent who sent in the question. Hunter. So, Hunter, right? what do you got? D-I-Y. <laughs> Hey, Quentin Daniel. This is Hunter from our nation's capital. A few months ago on the show, I remember you guys asking for questions about the election and the ways in which politics can influence the market. Without getting uh, into the weeds too much with regard to political affiliation, what impacts do election results typically have on the market? Thanks, and I look forward to hearing your response. So normally you would think this is kind of a layup question like, hey, I'm going to just send this in and get my Amazon gift card. But it is a it is a question that's infused with um, real solid kind of nuances regarding long term investing, mm-hmm. because you could supplant the term elections with anything from um, geopolitical events to 
uh, congressional taxation plans to infrastructure bills to corporate earnings. To who won the World Series? Who won the World Series or the NBA Finals? You could you could literally. Uh, and I know it wouldn't be as maybe as as dramatic or it wouldn't be as as maybe highlighted in the media. But the reality is, Hunter, you and your investment career are going to be faced with these massive events that are always going to try and derail your long term investment objectives. I cannot tell you over the last 20 years how many times Events have transpired or are about to transpire that have created such noise in my ears as to uh, attempt at derailing a well thought out uh, investment plan or strategy. Admittedly, sometimes it has it has created derivation, and I don't know a single instance where that has been a fruitful endeavor. So. With all that said, I will share with you that in short-term uh, market time-sensitive uh, models, so for example, weeks or months, elections, political events, and everything else I, I mentioned, maybe not the NBA Finals or the World Series, but will have short-term repercussions on the general market, especially in areas that market participants perceive will either do well or worse because of a specific uh, election result. For example, and I can give you a couple on either side, leading into this last presidential election, a vast majority of people believed okay, that if Trump were to have won again, the market would have crashed. In addition... Of because of the 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 challenges we were seeing in our country and kind of the 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 political back and forth that was transpiring. In addition, there was a great number of people who believed if Trump was reelected, we would soar. Okay. However, a vast majority of people also believed that if Biden was elected, because of the perceived high sort of uh, growth, capitalistic nature of the Trump administration, that a Biden administration would tank the stock market. And in addition to that, we had a lot of, of, of discussion regarding oh, one thing to have Biden win, but what if we get a blue wave? I mean, we are doomed. We are. I mean, this market's going to go straight to zero. I'm being facetious, obviously, but that's what a lot of people believed. I can remember when Trump and Clinton were running against each other. The same dynamic transpired. Biden won. We have a blue wave. The market continued to rise. Now, it did rise in certain areas more than others with an idea early on and in the short term that this administration would favor a friendlier policy with China. So everything in the international emerging markets specifically tied to China, pff, off to the races. Solars, oh, this, this administration is going to be very favorable towards green energy, pff, off to the races. Uh, cannabis, marijuana, oh, for sure, we're going to stamp this thing off to the races. And that lasted all of what, three months, four yeah, months? Uh, yeah, about three, four. And then almost every single one of those sectors 
came all the way back down. Mm -hmm. Which you like better, these or these? Joe, they're the same. The reality is, is that when you back this out, there's very little evidence, real evidence to say that one administration has a significant change on the overall economy and the stock market than another. And here's why, Hunter. All of those organizations are run by capitalist businessmen and women that are going to adjust to the environment and the game rules at the time. Very simple. We live in America. It's the greatest entrepreneurial capitalist country in the entire world. And it's run in the corporate, corporate world by the smartest people in the world. And the smartest people in the world, when there's policy change, whether it's tax changes, whether it's um, you know regulation changes, whether it's geopolitical changes, they're going to adjust accordingly, and they're going to run their companies to try to remain profitable. Do not let it influence your long-term financial investment plan. Mic drop. Yeah, I mean, in the short term, the stock market is a voting mechanism and people uh, throw money around or position themselves based upon their beliefs of what the future entails. And so as you really well pointed out, I mean, for uh, the election, you had people on both sides of the camp and they're basically fighting back and forth. And then when the actual uh, when it goes from expectations to reality, then people reposition based upon where they think things are going. Uh, But every day that's happening, not just around elections, but around, you know, jobless claims reports and inflation reports and things like, I mean, constantly the market participants as a whole are digesting information about what's happening in the world and and they're making the positions. So in that respect, sure, elections are going to affect the market. But if you are investing in stocks and index mutual funds, things of that nature, you have to be true to your timeline and goal and not try to game it. So if if there's an election coming up and you're trying to, you know, sell something in hopes it goes down and then two or three weeks later buy it when it's down and then try to you're you're sort of micromanaging something that's a very long term goal and you're taking away the great power of the market, which is the time that you spend in it, the dividends that you collect and the earnings that compound are what make you wealthy. It's not about, you know, micro timing uh, a lot of those movements. Now, uh, when I look at financial planning, we do take into account things like what we do know is coming up on the horizon as far as legislation and tax changes and things like that. So sure, right now, if I'm sitting down with somebody... But not from a market perspective. Not from a market perspective. perspective. We go from a planning perspective. So like we know that the Tax Cuts and Job Act exists, right? And reduced um, income brackets for a season and that unless Congress does something, that that will sunset. So it'll kind of unwind itself over time. And so we project that out and we might make recommendations and decisions with the disclaimer of we don't know if it's going to be sunset or not but based upon all the information we have right now this is the trajectory and because of that we would do planning this particular way but we're not saying let's rotate out of say the s&p 500 fund and into bond funds right now because of this person being elected that person being elected so we're dealing with the realities not the speculations around what could or couldn't happen and how that might extrapolate in the market you're basically trying when you do that you're you know it's a coin flip on who wins the election. It's a coin flip on whether or not the stock market goes up and down. It's a coin flip on whether or not you can time it uh, to get back in correctly. And so when you take these multiple coin flips together, you're actually reducing your probability with every single one. To try to get one coin flip right is a 50-50 chance. To try to get the second one 
right, consecutively is now a 25%, and you just keep going down the line, you really have to make a series of decisions really well to really make money off of that. Now, I can tell you that you went down this path very well, that you may see something very clear and you may desire to take action. And the irony is, is that the market will often laugh at you and do something completely different. That's happened to me for sure. It happens to us all. It's one of the reasons that the most educated people, like like book mm-hmm. academically speaking, struggle in the market the most. And I will tell you that if you are if you find yourself in that camp where, you know, you understand economics, you understand debt and and the status of our country macroeconomically and and you go, "Well, how I don't understand how I get my mind around how this market can keep going higher." Welcome to the club, because so many people do that. I'll give you a specific example, then we'll wrap up. Just this morning, we had, it's July of 2021, and we're supposed to be in this like unbelievable economic environment. We had first-time jobless claims much higher than anticipated. What does that mean? That means that more people filed for unemployment for the first time in an environment where we can't find enough workers. Yeah. So how is that? Now, your conventional wisdom might say, Oh my goodness, jobless claims are up, this market's going to get killed. You know the irony is? Hmm. Is that because jobless claims are up, more than likely the Federal Reserve, whose mandate is it to try and keep peak employment, they're probably not going to raise rates. And because they're not going to raise rates, guess what? That's good for corporate profits. Stock market up. Totally unconventional. You're like, wait a second, we have more people unemployed and the market just went up? Yeah, welcome to the club. That happens all the time. So again, Hunter, it's good to understand, good to follow these things, I think, fun to watch and you know, kind of do all this, but please, please stay out of the trap of allowing this to influence your long-term plan. The last thing I would say is because it's a short-term voting mechanism, I love what Daniel used there, as you get closer to retirement, that's why you naturally take risk off the table. The longer out, you have more time to let time and probabilities work to your advantage and compound interest. As you get closer to needing that money, you have less time. It's one reason why we say big financial decisions two to five years out probably don't want any market exposure at all. Because again, if something adverse happens in that short period of time, you don't have the time to make it up. Great question. Thank you, Hunter. We will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. If you're new to the show, nobody, I mean, tell your friends about the show for sure. But if you're new to the show and you don't know what's happening, if you send us a voice memo, podcast at DIYmoney.org, and we use it on the show, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. It's as simple as that. Boom. Easy peasy. Check us out on Insta, DIY.money. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, You got to search for the DIY tribe. It's rocking. And Twitter at Tatro Talk and at D Zulno, C like cat, Z like gotta change that. Zubra, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, whatever, bummer. So check us out. Uh, listen, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty darn simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest for a very, very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card.
This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.